We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. Moist the main snail. Keel the port blubber. Aye aye, Captain. Hey, it's cool here if you don't know, and welcome to another episode of Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax. How's everyone doing today? We've gotten through another week. Can you believe it? Well, technically we've gotten through two weeks because I seem to be doing these bi-weekly right now, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to get back on that weekly pace at some point. Just right now is not really the time. Uh, anyway, that aside, let us go take a look at what's going on over at Low Bias Gaming. There's a fair amount of stuff, of course, as there usually is. There is Dragon Quest VI, uh, 12 new episodes of that. We have uh, Super Metroid, a new Let's Play by Jason, uh, although you know, I'm pretty sure he has LP'd that game like five times at this point. Something like that. Um, Jason also brings us a new episode of Sid Meier's Civilization VI. Um, as well as two more new Let's Plays, uh, and these appear to be actually new. Uh, Legend of the Blob Brothers 2, uh, four videos there, and Shovel Knight Plague of Shadows, which I believe is part of the, um, excuse me, of the Low Bias Monthly for October of 2020, games featuring a Plague Doctor. I don't know how many of those are going to be, and I'm still not really sure which game I'm going to be ending up playing, but, you know, you do what you do. Um, and finally, Scarlet, with uh, nine new videos for Heretic, Shadow of the Serpent Riders, uh, specifically Campaign 3, The Dome of Despero. Um, so yeah, stuff to check out there. Uh, we have some stuff on the forums as well. What is this here? Maybe I should check the forums before actually starting, but the soundtrack for Frankenstein, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Advance, and I think this is also one. Uh, and a guy, uh, an art book for Dungeon Fighter Online. So that is what's going on over at Low Bias Gaming, but what is going on here? We're going to have a lot of Canadian music today. It's one of those days. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, sit back and relax and enjoy here on Square Wave Symphony CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax. Let's get to the music. Only the first song is not going to be Canadian. I'm sure you know why.
listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Jake Kaufman, and it is the title theme of today's game from the archives. Embark on a brand new adventure with Shantae, the hair-whipping Billy Dancing Genie. When she loses her magic, Shantae must team up with her nemesis, the nefarious pirate Risky Boots, in order to save Sequinland from an evil curse. As a pirate, Shantae gains new weapons to advance her quests, slay monsters, battle epic bosses, and hopefully get her magic back in the bargain. But can she really trust her deadliest enemy? This is Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. It's a platformer game for Windows. Developed and published by WayForward and, and released in 2015. And it's another fun entry in the uh, Shantae uh, line of games with uh, good animations. Well, maybe a little too much animation because Shantae is always bouncing around even if she's just talking to someone. Uh, but otherwise, very colorful game, very good music by Jay Kaufman as you've just heard. And uh, Jade Farrow has played it for us on stream, mind you. Uh, so yeah, six videos uh, available on mobilesgaming.net if you want to check that out.
That was Fille Garçon by Game Genie Sakala featuring Le Couleur from the album Transmission. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Welcome back to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time, of course, for the news of the weird. And as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. And as a result, I am taking one story out of the news of the weird this week. Uh, this segment is usually about 13-15 minutes long, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today, let's just jump right into uh, least competent criminals. Why not? Convicted drug smuggler Mike Gielen, 24, hired a helicopter at Duren Airport near Antwerp, Belgium on September 25th, then hijacked the aircraft in mid-flight and forced the, fi- the pilot to fly to Birkendal Women's Prison south of Brussels to free his wife. Crystal Appelt, 27, who is held there on suspicion of murdering an ex-boyfriend, The Guardian reported. As inmates cheered and waved below, the pilot circled the prison yard trying unsuccessfully to land while Gillen put his head out of the chopper to vomit five times before giving up and flying off. Authorities arrested Yellen and several accomplices within 24 hours when they discovered he had used his real name to hire the helicopter. It seems the whole thing had been staged quite amateurishly, remarked Tom Van Overbeek, Yellen's attorney. Yeah, um, didn't really think that one through, did you? For one, you didn't seem to know how to fly a helicopter. Um, for another thing, you seem to have lost your lunch and probably a couple of other meals as well. Uh, I, I, I understand your enthusiasm at the very least, but if you're going to do something like this, at least put some amount of thought into it and maybe don't use your real name. But uh, on second thought, just don't do bad things. I mean, things will be fine, except for anyone. I'm digging myself into a hole here. I'm just going to move on to the wide world of sports. I'm sure this is going to be good. Hillsborough County, Florida Sheriff's deputies responding to uh, reports of a domestic violence situation on September 23rd arrived at the apartment of Devin Garnett, 26, to find Garnett and two friends, fans of the Tampa Bay Lightning, watching Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Neighbors had been alarmed after hearing uh, shouts of shoot, shoot, and I dare you to shoot just before 8.30 that evening, reported the Associated Press. The deputies, uh, quote, thought there were guns in the house, and quote, said Garnett, who told them, quote, nope, we're just screaming for Steven Samkos. Well, that, yeah, that could have gone a lot worse, but, um, I mean, it didn't go particularly well as it was, but, you know, at least no one got hurt and no one was going to be hurt. Um, but I, I dare you to shoot? What? Why would you? Oh, boy. So some people are weird during sports. I'm just going to stick with the sport of baseball. Of baseball. Sorry. 
Recurring themes. Um, moving on. Voters in the village of Devaselu, Romania, re-elected popular man uh, Ion Aleman uh, to a third term in a landslide victory on September 27th, despite the fact that Aleman had died of COVID-19 10 days before the election. The Associated Press reported that word of the mayor's passing had spread fast among the village's 3,000 residents, but his name still appeared on the ballots and many villagers used the vote as an opportunity to honor Alleman, who would have celebrated his 57th birthday on election day. After the results were revealed, many villagers went to his grave to pay respects and light candles, saying, we will make you proud, and this is your victory. So who wins in that case? I mean... If the dead guy won the election, then who's going to be the mayor? They can't just raise him from the dead, or can they? Um, I don't know. Um, I guess I'd go to the runner-up, or whoever was going... Whoever was in line to take over after Mayor Alleman? I don't know. Politics, man. Things that escape me. Why I try to avoid political discourse. Compelling explanations. After throwing a Bible that struck a Marion County, Florida sheriff's deputy in the face, Robert Otis Hoskins, 39, of Sarafield, told officers that God had directed him to break into his neighbor's home and free their young daughter, according to authorities. Or really? WKMGTV reports. Police were responding to uh, reports of a, uh, burglar a burglary on September 22nd when they encountered Hoskins, who emerged from the house next door wearing nothing but briefs and yelling something like, I condemn you, before throwing the Bible. Officers tased him and took him into custody. Hoskins' wife told deputies he, quote, does have a drug problem, according to the arrest report, and the alleged victim said about $50 about $50 worth of clothing had been stolen. Hoskins was booked on multiple charges. Oh boy. Uh, I don't understand these stories. Um, I, I suppose I do understand the part, the part where he has a drug problem. But don't put your problems on, on your god. Just... There are your issues. God has not told you anything. Sorry to say. Latest human rights. A high court judge in Liverpool, England, has rejected Cheryl Pyle's attempt to sue the Liverpool police for violating her rights in April 2017 when four female officers changed her out of the clothes she had vomited on, reports the BBC. Calling the officer's actions an act of decency, the judge noted that Pyle, who later paid a fine for being drunk and disorderly, was, quote, too insensible with drink to have much idea of either where she was or what she was doing there, end quote, and would otherwise have been left, quote, to marinate overnight in her own bodily fluids. I can kind of see both sides on that. Like... I, I I would be very uncomfortable with the idea of someone else having undressed and redressed me. Unless I had given some sort of consent. Um, at the same time, at the very least, she wasn't left in 
stinky clothes. Um, yeah, uh, it's just a weird situation in every direction, and I'm glad I don't have to deal with it other than just read this news. Uh, how about some more reports of bad behavior, huh? How about them? CNN reports a 32-year-old unnamed Irishman was charged with vandalism after being caught on September excuse me on September 21st carving his first and last initials into a pillar on the first floor of the Colosseum in Rome. The structure, which has stood for two millennia, is a world heritage site, and Italian law calls for a hefty fine or prison sentence for damaging a historical and artistic landmark. Archaeologist Federica Rinaldi, who is responsible for the Colosseum, suggested it would be better to, quote, take a selfie than to carve uh, into the amphitheater's walls. Yeah, uh, don't... But, yeah, if you're going to somewhere which is any sort of heritage site, it's usually heritage sites are protected against any sort of damage because then they probably have to try to repair that damage and sometimes it may be irreparable. So... Yeah, you're in trouble. And... For anyone else who's listening, don't do that. Annals of Technology, and there are two stories here. Taro Kono, Japan's new Minister for Administrative Reform, is wasting no time in starting his crusade to cut down on bureaucratic red tape, reports the Japan Times, and among his first targets is the fax machine, which is still in use in more than 95% of businesses in Japan. I don't think there are many administrative procedures that actually need printing out paper and faxing, Kono said on September 25th. A day after being appointed to his new job, Kono created a red tape hotline on his website inviting public input that had to be shut down the next day after receiving more than 4,000 responses. So maybe the fax machine thing wasn't such a bad idea because something that not everyone has access to. But um, I can understand both sides of that. It's like, let's, let's try not to kill trees more than we need to, but at the same time we need to find a way to not... Um, to, to not overload systems such as that, because online systems can be abused pretty easily. Uh, in other stories of Annals of Technology, Keith Babonis knows, uh, knows a secret about the Chicago Police Department, reported the, Chica the Chicago Sun-Times on September 25th. They still use typewriters. Babonis knows because he repairs them uh, when the officers, quote, abuse them. Police officers in general are very heavy typists, said Babonis, 46, who carries on the business uh, his dad started in the late 1960s, Babon Office Machines and Supplies. He contracts every, uh, every year to repair 40 to 50 IBM wheel writers, early word processing machines that can store a few pages worth of data. I don't want it to seem like I'm saying they're uh, taking their frustrations out on the typewriter, Babon said, but they're just not very sensitive with these machines. 
these are things that have been in use for what looks like 60 years or so. So, I, I, I have so many questions and I don't know the correct order to ask them in. So just, just come up with a list of questions and pretend that, um, pretend that I've asked them, I guess, is the best that I can say. It's good to have a hobby, by the way. Um, calling himself Britain's dullest man. That's, uh, that's a high bar, let me tell you. Uh, that might, that might be a joke. It might be a very small joke. Um, calling himself the Britain's dullest man, Kevin Beresford, 68, of Redditch, is the founder of, a, of the Roundabout Appreciation Society and has traveled all over the country for the past 17 years, searching for the best traffic circles, which he memorializes in calendars with photos of his favorites. His hobby began when he ran a printing company that created calendars for clients every year, he told Birmingham, Birmingham Live, and they jokingly created a roundabout calendar. Since then, this self-described Lord of the Rings has expanded his interest to include phone boxes of Wales in Birmingham's number 11 outer circle bus route. His latest focus has been on car parks. I started the Car Park Appreciation Society 10 years ago, but no, but nobody has joined, he said. It's a bit sad. I'm certain. I am certain that there is someone out in the world who has the same appreciation of roundabouts and parking lots that you do. It's just maybe not as common of a thing. Um, but hey, it, if it doesn't hurt anyone, that's the important thing. Enjoy your thing. Enjoy it with all of your heart. And our final story for today, Animal Capers. Five African gray parrots adopted in August by Lincolnshire Wild, uh, Wildlife Park in the United Kingdom. Wow, a lot, of, a lot of stories both from Florida and the UK today, like specifically. Anyway, uh, five African gray parrots were on display to the public only 20 minutes before the park started getting complaints that the birds were using obscenities with guests, reported Lincolnshire Live. When the birds first came to Lincolnshire, they were quarantined together, where it seems they taught each other some foul language. Uh, spelled F-O-W-L. Real funny, news the weird. Uh, the more they swear, the more you usually laugh, which then triggers them to swear again explained Park CEO Steve Nichols. The birds have been placed in an offshore enclosure where Nichols hoped other birds would teach them some manners. When released, they'd go to separate areas so they can't encourage each other. Oh, them birds. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe parrots and parrot-like birds um, with abilities to mimic speech really are a little smarter than people think. What, what, what is that one uh, comic strip? Uh, something like Chicken Stories? Um, 
maybe that's worth looking into. It's the best I can say. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. Let's get some more music, shall we?
that was Millennium Hero with Daydream from the album Dreamer Boy. And here comes Jacob Armstrong with Bitbang here on Square Wave Symphony, CKDU, 88.1 FM in Halifax. Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. Uh, now we've already done news of the weird, but that's not the only weird thing out there. I'm going to talk a little bit about baseball today. And I know that I've done that in the last episode, but that was just a brief overview. This time, let's actually talk about the baseball, specifically what's going on in Season 9. As you may know, Blazeball was in Siesta last week after the shelled one called Strike 4, angry about fans feeding the hall monitor over a hundred million peanuts. This was the last strike and we have been called out. What this means is yet to be known. Now season 9 started on Monday as usual, and everything seemed mostly normal except that the hall monitor seemed to be eyeing a uh, pitching machine of the unlimited Los Angeles tacos which was encased in a giant peanut shell at the end of season 8 due to fan idolatry. People are assuming that the most idolized shell player will be eaten by the end of the season. Speaking of, shell, of getting shelled, it's looking like top idols this season won't be, but there's been a lot of peanuts in the weather lately, so much so that large peanut shells have been falling onto the field and mass in some cases. 
They've been mostly harmless so far, but one of them did manage to fall upon a wide quitter, also of the tacos. At this point, almost half of the team is all giant peanut shells. Actually, as a result, I kind of feel bad for Stexon Weirer, who's had to pitch every single one of the 99 games this season, being the only player in the pitching rotation who isn't shelled. Despite being part of the sacrifice of Season 7, which resulted in Pitching Machine getting added to the rotation, he is the only player who's been pecked free by birds so far. It's unknown whether we are getting shelled would result in the tacos receiving an additional pitching machine or if the head office would have other ideas. Oh man, the birds. The birds seem to have become substantially more aggressive this season, but perhaps as a result of Strike 4. They've yet to peck anyone free so far, but instead they've been chasing runners off base, resulting in random outs across the league. None more notable, however, than, the, than during the very first day of the season in the top of the 12th inning between the Breckenridge Jazz Hands and the San Francisco Lovers, where a bird chased the Lovers' Alexander Horn off base for a third out. While the head office tried to figure out how to handle the, the situation, they were told to keep the half inning running, which it did up until the 16th out. Meanwhile, six-pack dog walker, not a number, and the faded Jalen hot dog fingers were selected as receivers for the microphone, which has claimed uh, at the end of the past season to be Wyatt Mason. The focal point of the Grand Unslam, which resulted in space-time breaking down over Los Angeles, resulting in unlimited Los Angeles. Anyone keeping score would know that, as a result of the subsequent renaming of every player on the team to Wyatt Mason, the actual, the actual name of the last player on the roster, and thus attempt to recover people's original names known as the Wyatt Unmasoning, Wyatt Mason himself became not a number. Uh, so everyone is baffled about what this could mean about the end of this season, as this alleged original Mason appears to have a plan. This is being recorded on Thursday, so the answer may already have been revealed at the end of this regular season, or maybe waiting until after the, um, the internet series is done. Nobody knows yet. Ad additionally, as receivers, the three players have been flickering, resulting in random swaps from team to team, which was previously the result of Hot Dog Fingers' mini beanballs last season. Far cry better than the incineration she caused the season prior after being resurrected from incineration. So far, Dogwalker and Nana Number have only swapped once, while Hot Dog Fingers has been on at least four teams this year. Incidentally, her beanballs this season appear to be causing batters to repeat, resulting in temporary time-shifted duplicates, definitely the most benign effect she's caused so far. Only one incineration this season uh, so far at the time of this recording, but every single one of them is felt deeply by the entire league, and Tillman Henderson of the Baltimore Crabs will be dearly missed. Uh, he's been replaced by Silver Roadhouse, who so far seems to be a fairly solid player, but time will tell what sort of contribution they'll be to their team. So that more or less is what's going on in baseball right now. I hope you've understood any part of it. This isn't going to be a regular feature on the show, just something to inform those who've been in the game and may have forgotten about Season 9, not gotten the email that it was starting or something, or maybe get some people interested who have never heard of it before. 
But uh, for now though, let's get to some more music. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. Patrice Bourgeau with Wheelwright from the album Curses and Chaos original soundtrack. Now here comes Rock Candy with Static Hearts. You're on Square Wave Symphony, CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax.
well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, I do thank you all for listening. Hope that you enjoyed your time here in the land of the Coolio Sun. Why did I call it that? I don't even know. Anyway, um, yeah, lots of great music, lots of great weird things happening in the world. And uh, what better place to enjoy it than here on Square Wave City? Am I right? Yeah. Anyway, here come the credits, as they always do. Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parkin of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Segment music composed by myself, Madame Namiki, Noriki Kimikora, Twilight of Defect, Gigandect, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU followed by The Witching Hour at 7pm and press start to continue at 8.30. Comments? Questions? Want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also leave feedback on ckdu.ca, click on Shows, find Square Wave Symphony and click on Leave Feedback. There is also a podcast version of this show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, S-Y-M, or just search for Square Wave Symphony. Square Wave is one word on Apple Podcasts, Google Player, TuneIn Radio, or most of the podcatchers out there. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm Coolio, if you don't know, and I'll see you guys next time.